Welcome to the Labyrinth. I am your host, Pratham Padav. My guest today is Srinivas Kakilaya, who is a senior physician in internal medicine practicing right here in Mangush. He is also actively involved in progressive movements that promote rational thinking and scientific temper. In the past years, he has written numerous articles and books on subjects like COVID-19, diabetes, obesity, diet, nutrition, and more. Dr. Kakilaya, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to start by asking a question that uh, I've been wanting to ask from the past few days. Uh, what happened that day in the supermarket? <laughs> I went to buy a toothpaste. Hmm. That's always. Um, now, you know, it's only four hours of uh, buying six to nine. No, okay. not even four hours. So I was in a hurry, went to buy a toothpaste. I had my hospital mask in the car, which I didn't want to wear fully well that uh, I have had COVID, so I am not likely to get the infection or not like to spread it to anybody. But then I was not stopped. I was allowed to go. I was allowed to buy and uh, while coming out, I was stopped. And uh, the scene was created. That, that's what happened. Okay. That uh, incident was small, but from that incident, uh, bigger questions uh, need to be asked. Like, uh, do you think uh, a person who has already got COVID need not wear mask and why? It's not, it's not, see, the, this is the issue that uh, it's a larger issue which needs to be now debated all over the world. Uh, what I'm, uh, see, there are a lot of reports now, even yesterday, which reported in the media today, the Lancet has carried a report of uh, long care uh, homes in uh, UK. You know, they have done a very elegant study where they have shown very clearly that those who are already infected are, uh, you know, uh, unlikely or never going to get reinfected. So now world over, there are three categories of people. One, those are already infected with COVID. They're in uh, crores. Already in India itself, uh, the number of infected people is expected to be around 80 to 90 crores or even more. Okay, at about 40 to 50% or 60% of the population after the second wave. Then uh, there are those who are yet to get infected. And there is the third category who are right now going through the infection. So those who are already infected are outnumbering those who are yet to get infected. And those who are already infected are immune and uh, they're not going to get the infection again. They're not going to spread the disease to anyone. So uh, I'll just raise this issue of vaccination. Why should anybody who is already infected take the vaccine? No. What is the idea of giving the vaccine? It is to, you're introducing a small portion of the uh, one one of the 29 proteins of the virus into your muscles. And it produces only limited uh, immunity of IgG. Okay, It doesn't uh, induce any local mucosal immunity in the throat and the nose. Whereas someone who is infected is going to get all the th uh, IgA, IgM, IgG. Uh, so he's going to have immunity everywhere. So therefore, there is never in the history we have given vaccines to those who are already infected and recovered. So these are so there are several issues you know, which need to be discussed, debated. Of course, that was not the I was not trying to make any point when I went there. Mm -hmm. I went there to buy a toothpaste. Okay. Uh, and what do you think about this current lockdown? Do you think lockdowns are a good way of fighting uh, this pandemic? No, no, that's what I'm saying. We had a very detailed discussion today. Again, I'll repeat what I said there. See, lockdown has been uh, copy-pasted from China, okay, without even probably knowing what they did 
whether the same thing can be replicated elsewhere now what do you mean by lockdown lockdown is locking down people into their households for uh, one month two months they did it for almost 53 days in china so people were locked up uh, and uh, they were visited by the workers of the uh, what the, what they call as grid committee or ward committee whatever you call it and then they were given food they were given medicines they were checked up twice or thrice a day everything was done and those who were uh, feeling sick were shifted to the hospital uh, covid hospital or whichever hospital they needed the care uh, to be in so this was done in china but can that be done anywhere else it can't be no and that same model was not replicated anywhere else but uh, some countries like uh, sweden uh, didn't lock down at all questions were raised but then they have managed uh, fairly well no they didn't have enormous number of deaths or whatever is being uh, you know painted about covid they, they didn't have that and uh, vietnam for example there are so many countries where uh, this kind of uh, uh, even japan the, the stringent lockdowns were not uh, not imposed <clears throat> whereas uh, in some of the countries uh, lockdowns were imposed but the people were uh, given all the benefits that they would have otherwise got without a lockdown salaries were paid Uh, then uh, money transfers were done and food was provided everything was provided uh, but here uh, we, we are neither providing them anything and uh, no support and uh, we have just uh, we have done a shutdown i i this is what i keep repeating this is not a lockdown this is a shutdown where you have shut down all the businesses you have shut down schools you have shut down colleges you have shut down all the uh, public activities you have shut down gyms and uh, gymnasia and uh, Uh, swimming pools and playing facilities and stadia uh, exercise is so very important in uh, keeping your immune system uh, healthy so we have shut down everything so, so and uh, to, to add to this you see there is no report anywhere from uh, the world which now in the last one year which shows that lockdown has really helped in reducing the transmission or reducing the number of deaths or reducing the the prevalence of the disease in fact all the reports uh, showed show the contrary that this temporarily 5 days 10 days 15 days the cases may seem to be going down but overall the prevalence doesn't change and the mortality doesn't change at all but on the contrary the adverse effects of lockdown are uh, proven uh, every everyone is experiencing that there is economic uh, loss there is a loss of uh, jobs there loss of food there is loss of nutrition there lot of education for children so everything is lost so we are we have destroyed the present uh, uh, activities and we are destroying the future also by negating education for our children but most people who i talk to they are uh, for lockdowns for masking double masking uh, mandate some of them are even for mandatory vaccination and uh, most people's emotions uh, are what is driving them to take these decisions they are not thinking scientifically they are thinking uh, emotionally what can we do well, so that's what the, that's what i have been saying we need to be first of all lot of hype and uh, yeah, what is that mass hysteria kind of thing has been created with regard to covid all right similar attempt was made in uh, 2009 10 when we had h1n1 okay but then uh, some of the political leadership in india and elsewhere uh, were uh, more mature and uh, they managed it quite carefully and after 9 or 10 months who apologized for having created that kind of a situation now they said we overestimated the problems so on and so forth 
and the attempts were also made to create a vaccine and to inject everybody vaccines came here but it flopped this happened in 2009-10 now similar attempt uh, was made or is being made uh, with regard to covid but this time they seem to have succeeded no uh, all our rights and liberties have been taken away nobody is asking any questions exactly. there has been uh, made out as though whoever is getting corona is going to die of this but the reality is entirely different the mortality in corona which uh, was stated by stanford university epidemiologist dr john ayanides april 2020 he very clearly said that the mortality of covid is predictable it affects more than uh, people of 60 plus age group mainly and those who already have what are called as metabolic syndrome disorders otherwise covid doesn't do anything so more than 99% of population uh, who get covid they recover mm. very easily without any medicines so therefore why all this hype no so we need to you know uh, tone down our panic we need to think objectively we should not allow our senses to be blunted uh, under this fear no that is very important yeah, do you, do you, yeah do you think to certain extent uh, who and even ima is uh, misled people by uh, putting too much fear in our minds no i won't blame who see if you very carefully go through what who has been saying no who never uh, now for example uh, take the uh, instance of lockdown who never ever advised lockdown but when the countries on their own started locking down what who has stated in its statement position statement on lockdown who very clearly states some countries have chosen to uh, no uh, lockdown their uh, uh, countries or areas but it should be done keeping in mind the social and economic and other uh, hardships that lockdown can cause who is very clear about it who cannot uh, no uh, force any government to act as per, it cannot dictate government now take the example of uh, ivermectin when uh, two state governments in india this happened very recently uh, two state governments in india wanted to give ivermectin to everybody above the age of 18 years so immediately who issued a statement through dr soumya soumyanathan who is a very uh, respected uh, scientist our own uh, uh, scientist who is now the chief scientific advisor she issued a statement she tweeted that who doesn't support the use of ivermectin and the company which uh, invented ivermectin or developed ivermectin merck laboratories they also issued a statement that it's neither safe nor effective against covid so sometimes who does put it uh, put down and say don't do this now take the example of remdesivir who has very clearly stated that our considered recommendation is against the use of remdesivir WHO said it in such uh, very clear terms, but we continue to use uh, remdesivir. So I will not blame WHO. And coming back to IMA, IMA has largely been uh, silent in this, or uh, it has played second fiddle to whatever the government has been saying. It has not used its uh, no independent faculties to either uh, give its own opinion or change government's opinion. So IMA has uh, not played a very active role in. Uh, managing or advising people on covid but not uh, who okay Re- recently coming back to the supermarket incident after that incident uh, ima mangalore chapter uh, criticized you for not wearing a mask and recently you have filed a case against them uh, why did you file a case against them for uh, 
for that no, criticism? No, not yet filed a case. I have sent a legal notice okay. uh, for uh, whatever they did. Uh, my see now the matter is subject, so I cannot uh, comment at length on this. But my own understanding and with what my legal counsel have told me is that it is I and there is an audio recording uh, which uh, which went viral uh, in which uh, one Mr. Pai very clearly tells the shop owner that you should file a case and the shop owner in turn says uh, I have been asked to file a case so the against me and that was filed uh, sometime at one thirty or so. So before earlier that to that around 10 o'clock or so, I don't know the exact time. Uh, there are a lot of messages from IMA, so-called leaders of IMA, uh, who also made some videos uh, stating that uh, this man is uh, a disgrace to our medical fraternity, police uh, should take action and all that. So I do not know, maybe these things, the overreaction, that's what I have stated in the notice that I gave to IMA that this kind of a overreaction and uh, going to the authorities, seeking my immediate arrest, uh, would have probably played a role in uh, a case being filed. But I uh, see it was, uh, for, 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 for me, it is an incident. I wouldn't go into the merits of uh, no and legalities of wearing, not wearing. It's for the uh, legal system to decide. I have fullest faith in the system. So uh, they have to decide. But uh, leaking it to the social media, then on to the national TV channels. So I've stated in all the interviews that followed that uh, what pains me is uh, the fact that this incident is found to be worthy of a national news. Now, when a country is going through such difficulties, now uh, people are dying, there's no oxygen available, hospital beds are not available, and drugs, uh, drugs to treat COVID are, people are scrambling for these things. And so, so you know where job losses, schools are closed, yes. no clarity on exam. There are several issues related to COVID and other issues. Instead of discussing all that, morning to evening, uh, the local vernacular channels and some national channels went on uh, you know, uh, broadcasting it. That pained me for that reason, not because I was shown. Because mm. what does it mean that the national media and the local Kannada media has nothing else to discuss? But yes. some one ordinary doctor in a small town called Mangalore, why should that become a national news? I don't understand. Even now, I fail to understand. And IMA has gone to the authorities, claim seeking my arrest. And the very same IMA doesn't. That's what we have said in the legal notice, which I think they only released to the media. We have not released it to the media from my side. I I don't know the wisdom behind the releasing my legal notice to the media by. IMA itself. Anyway, it has been published in uh, one or two web portal. So where, so now I can uh, say about it because they have released it. So where mm -hmm. we have very clearly stated that, uh, you no, know, you have not uttered a word on COVID. You have not uttered a word on people facing difficulties, but you found it necessary to meet the authorities within 10, 15 minutes of seeing the video and uh, claim that I am a disgrace to the profession. If that is IMA's uh, uh, what, what do I say? If that's what IMA thinks, then uh, I think IMA needs to set right its uh, thing. Uh, from the very beginning, uh, Doctor, you've been uh, saying that uh, masks are not uh, necessary. Uh, even during last lockdown, I don't think you were wearing a mask. I mean, from one year, you've been treating the patients without masks. You've been uh, against lockdowns. And uh, then 
what is the alternative how how do we treat uh, covid if not the lockdown no 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 uh, no i have uh, see i am not a person who will simply make some criticism and run away now with regard to the mask nowhere i have said don't wear the mask i have not stopped anybody from wearing a mask i have not written or spoken anywhere that mask should not be worn me and my better half dr balasaraswati we wrote a book in kannada titled corona hedaradirona don't fear corona uh, this was released on august 15th last year if you open the book chapter on prevention of corona we have detailedly given about masks where exactly it is helpful what kind of a mask is helpful and and all that we have written is based on the recommendations of cdc european cdc and who and even now whatever i am saying here is none of these things are from my pocket it is all from uh, the most reliable research papers that are being published every day i quoted lancet a little while earlier about the british study so all these are based on the research studies and other studies that are coming so with regard to mask also my position has been that of cdc who or ecdc or government of india i have uh, the instructions released by the district administration last year that those who are not able to maintain a physical distance of 6 feet present those who are to be very close to a patient those who are treating a patient no they need to wear the mask all right there, there is no question about it and when you wear the mask it is better to wear n95 mask if you really want to get the protection okay other mask may protect may not protect that is why in sweden no uh, where uh, the topmost epidemiologists have been uh, uh, no advising uh, the people directly they, their mask was uh, never uh, made compulsory uh, because uh, of the same reason that when somebody wears a mask he gets a false sense of security and he may not maintain physical distance and uh, all those things so but swedish laws are different i am aware of that compared to indian so i never nowhere in the book or nowhere in the several webinars that i have done or writings that i have done articles i have written i have not asked anybody not to wear the mask so even now my position is clear that those who are treating a covid case those who are symptomatic those who are symptomatic should be sitting at home they should not go out and monitor themselves and inside the house they need to wear a mask if they are going close to somebody else in the family particularly the vulnerable ones no the elderly and the ones with the problem so this position is very clear now once i have got infected i am immune and uh, the, i have research papers to show that to buttress that position so i am immune anybody who is infected is immune and uh, the chance of getting infected is almost nil and the chance of transmission is also almost nil so not wearing a mask i am not going to put anybody at risk nor am i putting myself into risk and uh, as far as treating a patient is concerned see i am uh, i studied in a government medical college so i would like to see the face of my patient because uh, this is how we are trained the face says so much no or whether the patient is in pain whether the patient is in anxiety or whatever so i would like to see the face of the patient and uh, similarly the patient needs to see my face so i keep maintain the distance whenever i examine the patient wherever i am so i i follow all the precautions all right so i don't put anybody at risk nor do i put myself at risk that's how i have been treating my patients and uh, there has been no problem with that okay 
and uh, speaking of vaccinations do you think young people need to get vaccinated young and healthy people no no see vaccination again what is happening is <clears throat> uh, i am not a anti vaxxer now let me be very very clear about that because today the situation is such that people do not have the patience to listen or read and try and understand what this guy is trying to say and why he is saying what he is saying you know that is the biggest problem uh, i am not an anti vaxxer i i uh, all the vaccines that are of proven efficacy and safety have to be taken and this i have made very clear in the uh, tv interviews that i have given on different channels that if you are bitten by a stray dog uh, would i say don't you know i will insist that you need to take the vaccine newborn baby vaccination of course they have to vaccinate all right so there no question about those vaccines they, they are time tested proven effective life saving or disability preventing they have to be taken now when we come to covid the situation is completely different all right number one these vaccines are yet to be tested completely now you see every day one or the other report is tumbling up just now i was reading that a tweet by a uh, biotechnology uh, scientist who was a co-founder or a top level scientist in moderna which is one of the makers of mrna vaccine he tweeted that those who have taken mrna vaccine could be shedding spike protein that tweet has been taken down by twitter as fake news so now he has written to twitter look here i am the scientist who has uh, who is a pioneer of mrna technology so i am saying this is possible and you have removed my tweet so what i am saying and these questions i did ask in march this march itself when mrna vaccine was rolled out i asked this question to my relatives who are in the us who have taken the mrna vaccine i asked this question to my own mbbs batchmates group it is on record i asked how long mrna vaccine uh, you know, would remain inside the body this, this mrna particle how long would it see what it does is it converts a human cell into a viral uh, decoy the human cell will start producing a spike protein that's what the mrna vaccine does right so how long this spike protein production will go on 6 months 8 months is there any time limit is there any study to show that it is limited to certain certain extent uh, or certain duration no answers were provided nobody had the answer but then everybody said no when scientists are saying we need to take it no that's not how science works see science is all about questioning by being skeptical yeah, to, to tell you maximum amount of money is being spent on proving newton and einstein wrong even today in sciences no you must be aware of that so just to prove that einstein theory is wrong or newton's theories are wrong lot and lot of research lot and lot of money is being spent on so that is science we need to be skeptical we need to ask questions but if you try to brand somebody who is asking question as an anti vaxxer is against vaccine no it is not i am asking genuine questions about every vaccine now come to covishield okay it is uh, so many people say it's an indian vaccine so if you are questioning that you are anti indian no it is see these are the issues we do not even know the basic facts Covishield is not an Indian vaccine. It is a vaccine developed by Oxford University and AstraZeneca company. And studies have been done in several countries of Brazil and South Africa and UK and of course India. Dr. Gagandeep Kang, who resigned as advisor to the government of India in last June, uh, when the government tried to hurry through the vaccine uh, trials, she resigned. And she is one of the topmost vaccine scientists in India who developed rotavirus vaccine. 
so she is on record last december saying that indian data on this particular vaccine has not yet been published and she asked this is not me dr gagandeep and she has written several times after that now why is this data not published dr jacob john one of the top most virologists and scientists of india see he asked this question why does it cause neurological complications and this particular vaccine has caused uh, thrombosis uh, of the veins with the decrease in platelet count in uh, some of the patients in europe where they took it very seriously they investigated and they found that this particular vaccine produces a very peculiar antibody and probably the peculiar antibody is because this vaccine is a mixture of a chimpanzee adenovirus inactivated spliced with coronavirus spike protein it's a new uh, thing that you have created in the lab which you are in injecting and uh, it could cause you know certain even though very rare so what i'm saying is science is all about questioning science is all about investigating science is all about being skeptical so the studies are going on so my about the vaccine i have only this day number one not this which is as fatal as rabies or as disabling as other diseases number two for now we know very clearly over the last one year's experience who are the people who are likely to get complications and what complications and how the complications develop so we know it is elderly we know it is diabetics patients with blood pressure obesity so there are methods to protect them even otherwise change their food change their lifestyle they'll be protected so why vaccinate people without even having enough data on the efficacy and safety now look at the uh, schedule of the vaccine why is that happening initially they said after 128 days then they said after 6 to 8 weeks now they are saying after 12 to 16 weeks and initially they said everybody should be infected can wait for 6 months so every day the statements are changing every day uh, no uh, the goal posts are uh, changing so th th these are the questions i am asking i am not saying don't take the vaccine or don't take the vaccine but certainly for youngsters you no know, who do not have any comorbidity who do not have any problem very healthy lifestyle and uh, i don't know whether the vaccine will give any additional benefit and definitely those who are already infected now the government i have been saying from last november december itself that those healthcare workers who are already infected probably do not need the vaccine now a lot of reports have come lot of articles have been written and now the government of india also has said that they need not take the vaccine for at least 6 months okay maybe 6 months later they may say if you are infected we don't have to take the vaccine so there are so many issues related to the vaccine uh, but uh, one last point about vaccine is uh, it appears that there is an attempt being made to deny uh, no uh, university admissions or deny school uh, opening uh, for those who have not taken the vaccine some, that is very in, in some states they have said that uh, they will not be giving salaries for those who are not vaccinated no, i no no that's what i'm saying these are very unfair and also illegal hmm. i'll tell you why it is illegal see the government of india right from day one has made it option okay the government of india has not made it compulsory at all laws in the country are made by the parliament government of india and whatever government of india says is followed by the states so in the government of india is very categorically stated taking the vaccine is optional how can a particular company or a particular school or a university or college make it compulsory or an airline or a bus fellow or a car 
uh, you know what do you call them uh, companies which uh, aggregating companies yeah. they cannot they cannot make their own rules how is that possible now very interestingly today itself uh, it is reported uh, that our uh, honorable health minister has in the g7 summit very clearly stated that india is going to oppose any idea of vaccine passports that's very. a very uh, very categorical statement made by government of india and the same thing the government should follow in india also see what is the vaccine passport that you give privileges to those who are vaccinated now i am sitting here who has been infected as a doctor treating my patients and there are many many doctors many many healthcare workers <clears throat> we got infected on the line of our duty we didn't wait for the vaccine to come we worked uh, right at the front of this fight against corona so many of us got infected we got cured on our own all right now uh, having got infected there is no need for us to take the vaccine that is why among healthcare workers maybe only 51% have take the taken the vaccine and the second dose is taken by only 25% overall so now if you are denying uh, any privileges to those who have not taken the vaccine now those who got infected on the line of their duty you are doing a lot of injustice to them Yes. Secondly, it is like a vaccine company will now decide who is going on a flight, who is attending school, who is going to university. Now, uh, that that should not happen. No. Yes. So this it's, needs to be questioned. It's a form of uh, discrimination, I would say. Yes, of course. That's the exact word uh, Honorable Health Minister has to, to made uh, in the uh, G7 summit. He said it is very discriminatory, and India has vaccinated only about three percent of the population. Long way to go. so you are going to deny the uh, privileges whatever privileges to lot of indians no but i wish the government makes it very clear to all the companies and schools and colleges university in the country also that mm-hmm. you cannot deny the benefit of anything to those who are not vaccinated uh, doctor when do you think uh, covid 19 will uh, evolve from pandemic to an endemic no it is uh, no more a pandemic you see uh, in most of the countries uh, it is already come down Uh, it is now even in india it is epidemic in few places and uh, it will go on say i had stated on 13th march 2020 that once this is a respiratory virus which spreads quite easily by talking to each other in no way you can control it it's impossible no mask or no mask or lockdown not lockdown even vaccine no let us be very clear about uh, the role of the vaccine i did mention earlier that vaccine does not give you surfacial immunity that is immunity of the uh, mucosa so even the companies are saying it doesn't stop you from getting infected so you can still get infected all they are saying is maybe maybe it will prevent uh, you from getting severe disease or maybe it may it may protect you from death but uh, even that doesn't seem to be happening there are few reports anyway let us not go into that uh, so vaccines are definitely not going to prevent the infection this is what the companies say and so therefore uh, transmission is not going to be controlled by the vaccines at all so therefore transmission will stop only when uh, almost everybody gets infected uh, which may be when we reach about 72 that depends on the infectivity of the virus for example measles uh, the uh, r r not is about 15 to 6 that means one person infected with measles will spread it to on an average 15 to 16 people so against measles you need to have 95% people Uh, being infected or vaccinated with mmr to reach a herd immunity the covid it's about 5 to 6 uh, the same infectivity 
so about 70% population that's what is expected uh, to uh, level reach the level of herd immunity maybe now about 50 60 are infected so another 4 5 months and the rest are infected so possibly it will come down then it will remain as endemic or sporadic here and there forever we are going to see case another uh, question that i want to ask is instead of uh, worrying about covid 19 shouldn't we really be worrying about uh, diabetes obesity and heart diseases because of they course. are the main killers 100% no you have asked a very good question in fact uh, uh, we did a webinar on this and uh, we have written about it also <clears throat> me and my wife covid uh, we see it as a triad of uh, new virus new food and new lifestyle these three combined together it's a very interesting virus <clears throat> it enters uh, human body through what are called as ace2 receptors these ace2 receptors are the ones which control which have a role in controlling blood glucose blood pressure immunity inflammation so on and so forth now this is why we see complications happening in people who already have one or the other premorbidity some of them very ob- obvious known diabetics known hypertensives or somebody who is morbidly obese but there are now papers which suggest that in the younger population even a body mass index of 23 which is just above or upper limit of normal can also put them at risk so essentially covid 19 joins with the new food and the new lifestyle and creates problems <clears throat> so you cannot do much about covid 19 virus but as you rightly pointed out we can definitely control our food and we can definitely control the lifestyle now over the past 70 years of india's independence this is a very interesting data <clears throat> the incidence of diabetes when india became free from the british rule was 1% and the age of onset of type 2 diabetes was 60 or 65 years so it was affecting rich people landlords and uh, such other uh, at their 60 65 years of age at that time the poverty in india was 78% all right now i am talking of 2014 2015 now the poverty has increased by 23 crores so we won't go into that so 2014 2015 india had poverty of 17% all right and diabetes in 13% so we brought down poverty from 78 to 17% we the diabetes went up from 1% to 13% you make calculations and you will find that they are directly linked to one another plus i told you that in 1940s 47 it was in the age group 60 65 now diabetes is striking very young you no know, some teenagers are also having type 2 diabetes so why what does it mean in one sentence what a 60 65 year old rich man was eating in, uh, nine, uh, in uh, by 1947 50s same amount of food is now available for an ordinary indian middle class lower middle class indian in his 30 or 20 years of living no so that that amount of food that is being consumed is what is getting translated into all the modern years that's why you are seeing young diabetics you are seeing young heart attack patients you are seeing more obesity <clears throat> particularly in the urban areas so therefore as you rightly said covid is a problem i am not denying covid is a, is not a problem covid is a problem but it is a problem when it runs uh, piggy back on these uh, what we call as non communicable diseases so therefore uh, more important thing that we need to do 
to protect ourselves and to prevent deaths from covid is to take care of diabetes obesity blood pressure heart disease and such things uh to control obesity and diabetes you have uh, developed a diet and a lifestyle uh, program through your uh, spandana metabolic uh, center can you give us uh, details of your uh, recommended Last, diet no no dietary recommendation is will depend on what they are suffering from each person is different see we last 15 years me and my wife have been working on this she is a dermatologist she has done lot of work on uh, relationship between skin disorders and uh, diet and in fact uh, skin is the mirror of what is happening inside the body so there are several markers of metabolic syndrome on the skin uh, and several diseases like psoriasis vitiligo acne vulgaris uh, so on and so forth she has done lot of work on those areas and their relationship to diet and uh, from my side i have been uh, advising diet to my patients of obesity diabetes in the last 15 years i have those who are interested you know to follow the diet i have been uh, advising them a diet and asking them to stop their tablets particularly for diabetes hypertension they have to continue <clears throat> so it has helped a lot of people and pcod for example which is also a related problem young girls Uh, with pcod and they become uh, they find it difficult to conceive so they are helped by the diet because the mechanism is same all of these the mechanism is high insulin levels in the blood high insulin level in turn caused by high insulin releasing foods which are as i said the newer foods that we have been eating so that is the link uh, but uh, in general people have to give up sugars fruits maida fried food and all these newer foods in general but specifics for example uh, a diabetic <clears throat> will need a little more stricter diet then he'll have to change his medicines so it is unfair for me to say that because then if somebody stops the tab continues the tablet and lands up in hypoglycemia it will be a problem so but overall everybody should give up sweets sugars uh, jaggery honey and fruits and fruit juices and uh, maida corn flour all the processed foods these things should be given up no doubt about it and uh, same diet giving up these things will reduce the inflammation and within a week or so other day somebody asked no no your diet will take one or two years how does it help covid no it may take one or two years for weight reduction to happen but the, the reduction in inflammatory pathways inflammatory markers and uh, setting right the dysregulated immune system which is really causing the problems in covid that will happen uh, in a week or uh, earlier than that so therefore anyone with covid or facing covid should give up these things okay but uh, po- the popular opinion among people is that fruits are a good thing they say apple a day keeps a doctor away <laughs> but oh, here very, you are very very yeah. here apple you are saying the opposite very... sorry uh, hey, no uh, so i'll tell you why we, uh, we have been saying this a lot of eyebrows are raised even doctors uh, do not want to accept what we are saying uh, there are two things one is uh, you type anywhere about sucrose and health everywhere you will read that sucrose So which is table sugar is bad for health all right now what is sucrose sucrose is glucose plus fructose it is it's a disaccharide uh, containing one molecule of glucose and one molecule of fructose so what is fructose fructose is food sugar so now there are several papers which are blaming fructose more than glucose for the metabolic syndrome and obesity so all you need to do is go to google or any search engine Type fructose plus anything, 
fructose plus obesity fructose plus hypertension fructose plus cancers fructose plus uh, uh, diabetes fructose plus fatty liver fructose plus immune system fructose plus dementia anything anything you can type so you will see lots of research papers that have been published so again as i said earlier whatever we are saying is not uh, none of these are from our pocket a lot of research is going on but we keep reading uh, the papers that are published uh, that's what it is so fruits are fructose and uh, we don't need to uh, eat any fruit we, we get all the vitamins and minerals that we get from the fruits we'll get from vegetables so that is the second point i would like to make all these studies that have been done on the goodness of fruits have combined them with vegetables there are hardly any studies where they have separated fruits and vegetables and done studies no that's a problem so whenever you read something benefits of fruits you will say fruits and vegetables fruits and vegetables so therefore it is very difficult to no separate the two as far as the studies are concerned but the uh, vitamins and minerals and antioxidants whatever the fibers whatever good you are supposed to be getting from fruits they are on the skin of the fruit not much in the pulp and the skin you don't eat but all those are also available to you from the fruit uh, vegetables that you are eating so for vitamins minerals and uh, fibers you can eat a lot more vegetables than the fruits okay and the third thing is uh, see when we were kids uh, if if you are going we were going to a vegetable market no central market or wherever uh, there will be about 80% or 90% shops will be selling vegetables 10 or 20% will be selling fruits and vegetable vendors never sold fruits you go to any market now it is the other way every vegetable vendor 60% is selling fruits 40% is uh, in the sense people have switched over from eating sweets to fruits thinking that fruits are good but uh, unfortunately or, or what do you say scientifically speaking biochemically speaking sugars and fruits are the same i have explained now it is okay then uh, if we stop eating fruits and bread and uh, sugar what can we eat what should we everything be everything else a lot of things to eat no fruits and sugars are not our food at all a lot of other thing eat vegetable eat nuts eat eggs eat fish eat chicken eat mutton eat any meat all these are available okay okay i have also read somewhere uh, in the web, in one of your websites that uh, kakilayas have a very sharp and uh, pointed nose is it true <laughs> do all uh, kakilayas have a very sharp yeah, nose I, i have i have put it on my, my family's page yeah kakilayas have uh, all of them uh, have a sharp nose some mm-hmm. of them have a square at the tip it comes from our father's side uh, so kakilayas and all the my cousins also most of us there may be one or two exceptions but most of us have that it is uh, what we have inherited from our kakila uh, uh, family and uh, uh, switching from uh, you know health to politics you are also uh, you know you are a politically active uh, person and you speak your mind and sometimes uh, people like it sometimes you, they don't but you are a believer that we have to speak what we think is true and will you uh, will you stand by that or will do you ever feel like uh, i should uh, only stick to medicine and i should not uh, tell my uh, political opinions no uh, to be uh, very uh, let me make it very clear see i am not politically active 
see i'm i'm not uh, actively working for any political party i'm not any office bearer in any political party or any political organization let me make it very clear now my uh, political leanings i've definitely uh, got to do lot to go to do with my father all right my father was uh, my father and partly my mother also my father was a freedom fighter while uh, doing his uh, intermediate and his ba in bangalore lhs college he got attracted to the freedom struggle he participated in the quit india movement he was arrested by the british police uh, then he joined uh, the communist party he till his last breath in 2012 for 70 years he was a member of the very same party and uh, in 1952 uh, he was only 33 years of age and uh, he was nominated to the first rajya sabha from the madras presidency uh, madras state no uh, the party chose him he was only 33 years and he, he was sent to the house of elders he was there for two years uh, by by turn then he had to his tenure ended <clears throat> and then uh, we recently had a centenary so i have brought out that uh, book on whatever interventions he did in rajya sabha it makes a very interesting read so he was a very well read person and uh, from uh, 52 uh, and all along he was the leader he was the secretary of uh, uh, karnataka reunification movement uh, akanda karnataka rajya nirmana parishad was the organization of which he was the general secretary he was one of the first voices to raise the demand for reunification of karnataka in rajya sabha and then uh, he is one of the stalwarts of uh, uh, you know the karnataka land reforms act being a son of a landlord himself you no know? so he wrote that he played a major role in shaping karnataka's land reforms act and then uh, he participated in goa's freedom struggle he was a writer uh, and he was awarded by the sahitya academy for his work so uh, and my grandfather my mother's father was also a freedom fighter so i am born to such a family and uh, my house if you come now we have all the books about 3000 books that my father had in his library so all some, I, i have not read all of them but some of them you no know, for example bhagat singh's works and uh, lot others no i have had profound influence uh, on me and they have shaped me what i am today so essentially it's all about scientific temper it's all about questioning so which i have been brought up like this and i continue to do so it uh, the problem is whenever i and i need to speak see as a doctor when i have to say something i say something and i say with all responsibility so i was given an opportunity to write column in vijay karnataka then in kannada prabha by sugata shrinivas raju when he was the editor and uh, that uh, about 77 of them the anthology was brought out by nava karnataka each and every article the column that i wrote if you go through uh, no i am not praising myself but i am just telling you the effort that i put in to write each one of them no each one is well researched and uh, with all the references uh, that that are available no nothing is uh, uh, fake in that so that's what i am and that's how i write so but but see one of the articles i had written about the cognitive dissonance in kannada i called it grahikala sangarsha it is impossible to no please everybody no there are 138 crore people in india so each one will have uh, his own uh, world view uh, his own understanding of things around him but i will not know i do not know what is passing through your mind 
so if you want me to write what you want me to write now how do i know what you want me to write or say so as a doctor as a man of science as a uh, person who has been brought up by a, uh, a man who was a freedom fighter and who gave up his everything for uh, the country and the countrymen uh, i have my world view and uh, whatever i read i also read from that point of view so naturally it will be there but whatever i am saying is based on science if somebody sees politics in it uh, that's not what my intention is uh now even to speak freely and openly especially in coastal karnataka it's a little difficult even for a rationalist like narendra naik he may face death threats like he has faced in the past and if if he raise questions even in a scientific way the majority of the people will criticize us even if it is a scientific fact how do you think rationalists especially young rationalists should behave in dakshina kannada no no i wouldn't entirely agree with you i will not uh, agree with your statement that majority will oppose no it is other way mm-hmm. see this has been my experience uh, in uh, whatever whatsapp groups i was in and or i am in and even in the public domain you just see the incident that happened other day lot and lot of people came in support and they said he is our doctor uh, no uh, there is so much uh, i was overwhelmed by the support uh, i'm not going to the right and wrong of it but all i'm saying is so i don't agree that majority of the people don't like what me and you or narendra naik or anybody is doing now just take the example of uh, professor narendra naik's uh, that short video which was uh, removed by youtube now when one politician said you put uh, uh, lemon drops into your nose no narendra naik immediately he brought out a video explaining it could be dangerous and don't do it it doesn't prevent corona i'm sure that one video of his was even if youtube removed it it was uh, uh, spread on uh, shared on social media it became viral in no time lot of people saw that and uh, that, that whole thing died down in two days i'm sure professor narendra naik's that short video no changed the whole equation whole thing so i i don't agree that majority are uh, against us or don't want to listen no in fact they want to listen to us they want to know what our point of view is uh, that is there so that is one reason why we need to speak uh, this is what i would uh, say there as tell all the rationalists be be a rationalist and be see i have been uh, writing and speaking and all that for uh, how many a lot of uh, so many years now but i have not faced any threats and uh, nobody has uh, even called me or threatened me even other day somebody would have posted some messages somewhere on social media or on the platforms or web platforms but nobody called me or abused me or any such thing so i know all of them heart of heart they know that what i am speaking is truth but there the inconvenient truths i'll put it that way uh, which are not convenient to their own belief systems but definitely one day or the other they will realize okay this man had now for example Uh, you take uh, lockdown when i in march 13th uh, on march 13th last year called it a police decision of the government a lot of people criticized it but now all are saying or many are saying doctor what you said the other day is very much true it seems to be not yielding any results all right so we need to if i am convinced with my science with my knowledge uh, and as i said whatever i am saying is not from my pocket it is after doing lot of and as a doctor i cannot put anybody in trouble 
see i have if you read all the articles or some of the articles that i have written whether it is on diabetes or statins or even the statements that i made here i am very very careful in choosing my words or writing my words now there is a reason for that also uh, there is a, an article which i read when i was in uh, i think first puc or second puc critical reading careful writing and the bermuda triangle this article was published in uh, uh, a book brought by science non science and paranormal i don't know whether that book pdf may be available this was brought out by h professor h narasimhaya who is a guru for all of us uh, he was a rationalist and the gandhian uh, under his uh, leadership this book was brought out and this uh, this particular article is there in that in that book that's where i read it uh, it's available on uh, skeptical enquirer website it says how you should read a research article and whenever you are speaking something or writing something how careful you should be you shouldn't say anything that will harm another person no so, suppose i say don't do any tests they're all wrong they're all mafia no somebody may take my advice and stop doing tests and taking treatment and he may uh, suffer so i should not do that i should be very very careful in what i am saying and uh, i have always been like that whatever whether it is corona or not corona that is whatever anyway so i personally believe and my own experience is that majority of the people want to know the truth they are they want to know the scientific facts and it is our duty to tell them the truth and put facts before them it is uh, i would say about 3 to 4% of people who don't uh, know they get irritated when truth, truth is spoken uh, but i'm sure uh, they too will uh, see the truth one day or the other and uh, their opposition also will eventually uh, reduce so therefore all of us who believe in science i want to use the word believe who want to pursue science who want to learn science and uh, inculcate scientific temper in ourselves we need to have the courage to say you uh, know what is right or what we know okay okay uh, thank you so much for your time dr kakilaya this was a very productive session thank you thank you sir thank you pleasure